This is Economy Watch. What you need to know about New Zealand's economic life today. Brought to you by interest.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Monday's Economy Watch where we follow the economic events and trends that affect New Zealand. I'm David Chaston and this is the international edition from interest.co.nz. Today we leave with news other than the New Zealand lockdown. We start this week with the bond market volatile, some key commodity prices wavering and a stronger greenback. But first, China's February factory activity has fallen back to its weakest expansion since the pandemic disruption a year ago. And that is per the official data. Its factory expansion is barely on track. Meanwhile, its service sector activity has fallen away in the same manner. This slip is perhaps more than just the spring festival disruption because export orders fell back into contraction. But a small recovery is expected in March. And official data points to a sizable rise in disposable incomes in China last year despite the adverse economic impacts of the pandemic. The average full-year disposable income in China in 2020 was 32,189 yuan, or about $6,900. This is an increase of 4.7% compared to 2019, or an inflation-adjusted increase of 2.1%. Given that their overall economic activity grew by 2.3% in 2020, this is a lower share for workers. And Chinese house prices rose in January in most major cities and are up between 2.9% and 4.4% year-on-year in Beijing and Shanghai, respectively. China is grappling with its demographic issues and may update its retirement age policies soon. And China continues to face higher food prices, with notable rises for rice, corn and soybean prices since the end of spring festival commodity trading. But other commodity prices fell at the end of last week. Japanese industrial production made a rebound in January, according to official statistics. They are now down only 5.3% year-on-year, after a better-than-expected 4.2% rise from November. And Singapore's industrial production growth is also staying quite elevated, in a pattern that has been lasted for three consecutive months now. And India reported as out of recession in its third quarter of 2020, and analysts expect its fourth quarter growth to be positive too but is likely to leave the overall 2020 decline exceeding 7%. However, a swift growth recovery is now underway there. In the US, all eyes are on inflation tendencies, the driver of some statistical global market pricing changes over the past week. And the US PCE, the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, came in at 1.5% and higher than the expected 1.4%. In the same data release, there was an unusual spurt in disposable incomes, up 11.4% and almost all driven by the January disbursement of the $600 per person stimulus payments. And that drove an unusual rise in consumption spending, up 2.4% in a month. In the US Congress, they're on course to pass the $1.9 trillion Biden stimulus plan after a last-minute roadblock to a minimum wage increase was averted. Given the good recovery underway there, there are voices that worry this may be overdoing it. This worry compounds inflation rise expectations. And the US has changed its policy and is now on board for a global digital tax arrangement being progressed by the OECD. In his annual letter to shareholders, Warren Buffett says bonds are not the place to be these days. He warns of a bleak future for debt investors. 
However, his enterprise reported operating earnings fell 9% in 2020, largely because of an $11 billion write-down of his precision cast parts business. The Chicago PMI took a bit of a tumble in its February result. It is still expanding fast, but the rate of expansion eased this month, quite noticeably with a sharp drop in new orders. The US January merchandise trade balance came in with another large $76 billion deficit, with exports down 1.1% and imports up 3.8% from the same month in 2020. In Canada, there's a growing consumer and official backlash developing over the use of palm oil products in dairy feed, a major issue for them as most herds are managed in barns. While China is mulling an application to join the TPP, the new US administration says it will take its time over its own reassessment. The US Treasury 10-year yield is lower today, down 4 basis points at 1.41%, and retreating from the 1.56% it reached earlier in the week. And the price of gold starts today holding at a slightly lower level at $1,736 an ounce. Oil prices are soft today, down about 50 cents a barrel, and then are just on 61.50 a barrel in the US, while the international price is just on 64.50 a barrel. And the Kiwi dollar opens at 72.3 US cents and three quarters of a cent lower than this time last week. Against the Australian dollar were unchanged at 93.9 Australian cents and against the euro were softer at 59.9 euro cents. That means our trade weighted index is now down to 74. And the Bitcoin price is now at $43,689 and down a sharp 8.5% from this time on Saturday. There is a clear bias lower at the moment. Volatility in the past 24 hours is still a very high plus or minus 5.2%. You can find links to the articles mentioned today in our show notes. Get more news affecting the economy in New Zealand from interest.co.nz. Kia ora, I'm David Chaston and we'll do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.